What's going on, beautiful people? This is Ryan Turner, your registered dietitian, always here to fuel you. And several times per week, I'm delivering impactful five-minute shorts and amazing guest stories as we explore that intersection between satiety, satisfaction, and biological need, all to help you overcome. <laughs> I'm now busy. This is usually not happening. Man, I am distracted. But look, all I'm here to help you overcome uh, <clears throat> overcome binge eating, uh, improve performance and support your body composition goals. Remember that if it's working for you, your health, your mindset, and your definition of success, no one deserves to tell you different. You do you fuel you. All right. So this is actually a different, uh, type of scenario. This is a, a live, um, video that we are uh, really giving to a lot of our athletes over at Tone House. And for you listening right now, whether it's podcast form, you're listening to a recording just on your own, it is an amazing option for you right now. Because what we're going to be talking about is we're talking about uh, holidays. We're talking about how to really overcome the challenges that holidays are going to be throwing at us. And a lot of people feel lost. A lot of people feel challenged. A lot of people just feel like they have to give in to whatever the world is going to throw with them during this moment and they have no control whatsoever. I'm here to tell you that that's not true. But I'm also here to tell you that we're not here to restrict you. We're not here to make the holiday not fun. We're not here to make sure that you uh, don't enjoy yourself at all because you need to be aware. You need to be um, not so much aware, just where your feet are. You want to make sure that you are with the people that you love, that you're spending your time away from, the things that you don't love as much. Maybe that's work. Maybe that's just the environments that you live in right now. But you want to use this time to really enjoy yourself. So use this kind of stuff for vacations. Use this kind of stuff for holidays, but it's to help you understand how to overcome the challenges that the holidays are going to be throwing at you. And so there's going to be three things that I want to make sure I'm going to talk about. Now, number one is kind of this more general mindset that I want to put people in and really what they want to look to overcome. Um, and just not talking about numbers, not talking about macros, not talking about calories, not talking about those little things that you might feel overwhelmed with and how you can just go out with beneficial habits just to support your body composition goals, your performance goals, everything that you are working towards right now. The other two things, I do want to go specifically through something I love to share with a lot of my clients, which is holiday and event survival. It is a guide with nine points that are really helpful to understand where most people get tripped up and how you can implement that into this time of year as well. And lastly, I want to talk about travel. Now, this could be for the holidays. It could just could be in general, but I want want to make sure that we're talking about how you can handle this moment to really support you at least not do anything you feel is detrimental to your goals, but all in the spirit of helping you feel more confident about going through any time of the year. So that's what I really want to talk about. Okay. Um, and all and any anyone listening, if, if it's on the podcast, if it's through Tone House, if it's through just a client uh, video that I've sent over, I want to make sure that you're also going to know that uh, I'm going to have you walk away as well with um, a holiday uh, recipe guide as well. It's going to be eight recipes high in protein that you can implement now later, any holiday, in fact, um, but maybe things that might be a little bit more fall inspired, but eight high protein recipes that you can think about making for you, your family, your friends, whatever's going on. All right. My goal is to get this done in about 35 minutes. Not that we're all about quantity, but we are about quality, um, but just making sure that you know, listening, what you can expect. But let's start with number one. 
Number one, I want people to start setting their mind uh, appropriately for what is going to be happening, what's really going on. And most of the time, what happens is that a lot of people just aren't ready for what's happening. They find themselves in the midst of this challenge. And this challenge is that this season is all about licks, tastes, and bites. Now, we're keeping this G-rated, right? Licks, tastes, bites, this is more around the food challenges that really come up with a lot of people. Um, and so what happens is we walk into our office, we walk into our neighbor's home, we walk into our home, and people might be sending all kinds of snacks. There might be things just around. People want to make you happy. And this is like there's different flavors that are associated, whether it's like pumpkin spice, whether it's going to be heartier flavors, whether it's going to be these, these types of hearty flavors that are going to come in meals, uh, thinking about out um um struggling right now but things like thyme and sage right those all come along with very hearty meals things that are going to make someone feel very comforted make them feel really warm things that are going to make you feel like it's the holidays again and that's all great we want that but it's licks tastes and bite season you end up having many things around you and we want to be really clear that these licks these tastes these bites of a cookie these bites of um you know your your friend's meal that maybe you're sharing. Uh, maybe it's going to be something like just like that extra drink. Oh, you got to try this kind of thing. But licks, tastes, and bites. You want to be really careful about this and making sure that you don't you don't fall into this pattern of really just sampling and tasting everything. It's like if we walk into Costco every single day and we end up going to the stations all around there for like simple bites, you can end up taking in a couple hundred calories because you're just now sampling things. But it's the same thing. It can take you away from your goals. And that's not to say you have to be in a calorie deficit, but just knowing that those kind of things will send you into a calorie surplus and maybe away from where you want to be succeeding. So making sure that you're staying very aware of that kind of thing. And it's not just not having those, but it's all about making sure that you're in touch with your hunger, that you're in touch with the meals that you're actually having. And you're making sure that you're not thinking about so much restriction. You're just making sure that you understand that there's a time and place to be having these foods. If you want licks and tastes and bites of these delicious foods, make them part of your meals, make it intentional. Now, that that's like an overarching type of option for a lot of people just to think about. And you can walk away with that and be like, okay, look, got to be careful. I want to make sure I'm not oversampling things throughout this time of year because I get it. But the other thing that I want to get a little more specific on is going to be that idea that we want to look at three things more, more specifically than just looking at something like the licks, the taste, the bites. This is what I want you to think about. You get more specific. We're going to go a little bit deeper right now. But around this time of year, there's three things that we have to be careful of liquid calories, snacking, and fat items. And so these licks, these tastes, these bites that I just mentioned, those can easily be things that can fall within these categories. But limiting liquid calories, limiting snacking, and limiting your fat items in a lot of your meals. This is how you can get out of this time of year without feeling like you overindulge, but not really sure how. How did this happen for myself? Hello, everyone coming in. Um, you can mute yourself, and I'm happy to answer some questions as we go through here. Um, but definitely let me know as it comes up. You can go in the chat, um, but hear about it. We're just going through three things right now in terms of um, anything that is going to be helping us with the holidays, okay? Um, oh, I can't hear. Hold on. He kind of fell on his hand and got his face. Oh, 
Uh, so what we're trying to do is if we're thinking about limiting liquid calories, snacking, and fat, limit liquid calories by making sure we look at what has calories in them from that liquid standpoint. We have alcohol, we have mixers, we have other things like eggnog. We want to make sure that we understand that getting those liquid calories in, they tend to be something that is going to throw us off and make them write a note surplus without us really feeling it. It doesn't really hit on any satiety cues. Maybe something that's necessary for us to focus on if we need to take an extra protein, but this is a time of year to make sure that you're thinking about your liquid calories. We limit liquid calories, and I'm not going to leave you with just a restrictive goal. I'm going to end up giving you a goal more around... Um, inclusion in a second. The other thing is going to be snacking. Again, this is like the licks, the taste, the bites, but watching out for this time of year with snacking, there's always going to be options around. There's always going to be an option for you to be putting something in your mouth to taste something for the holidays. And we want to be careful about it. We also want to make sure that it's something where when we look at meals when we're going out for them, because there are more holiday meals with work, with family, whatever's going on, maybe they're appetizers, maybe they're things at the ends of the meal. But we have to be careful about this. And I'm going to give you an inclusive goal in a second versus telling you just not to snack. The third item is going to be here, your fat items. Now, this is something that can change the way we look at food, and it can actually help you really hit on your goals even easier. But fat items, I call them travelers. Why do I call them travelers? Because fat items tend to travel on top of our food. Fat items like oil, dips, sauces, dressings, cheese, avocado, nuts, seeds, nut butters, all of these kind of things, they can hop onto our food, onto our fork, and just travel on food into our mouth without really registering much in terms of satiety and even satisfaction sometimes. But fat is flavor. We need fat. We don't want to be scared of fat. We have to make sure it's part of the meals that we're actually eating. But when we start looking at a lot of this flavor that we put on, it can really send us into a calorie surplus. We want to be very careful about how much that we're actually taking in. So I'll give you um, an item on that in a second, just how you can be a little bit more inclusive with that. But come back around to these three things, Lim limiting liquid calories, limiting snacking, and limiting fat items, limiting those travelers on your foods. So limiting liquid calories. Instead of just saying, I'm not going to have liquid calories, I want you to think about reasons why you're going to have liquid calories other than enjoying them. And those three things are going to be you uh, drinking because you're thirsty, you drinking because you have an oral fixation, or you drinking because maybe you want to break the ice. That's usually around alcohol more. But if you make sure that you're staying hydrated, you're going to take care of those three things instead of just focusing on alcohol at the holiday party or alcohol at your holiday dinner, that kind of thing too. So focus on this four non-alcoholic drink rule. And this really isn't to like stop drinking calories as much, but it's more to keep you hydrated so that it leaves room to make sure that you're gonna enjoy the caloric drink for what it actually is. But you don't wanna be drinking a caloric drink because it's gonna be something that is gonna be uh, taking care of thirst or taking care of an oral fixation or taking care of breaking the ice four non-alcoholic drinks whenever these kind of moments come up. Liquid, li Limit liquid calories by drinking your non-liquid calories throughout the day. Drink early and often. Don't wait till you're thirsty. Now, number two within that was snacking. And I was saying limiting snacking. Snacking is something that is not bad on its own, but it's going to be something that can definitely put someone in a really challenging spot when it comes to trying to keep their calories more under control at maintenance, something like that. So what I want to make sure, and if anyone's listening in, feel free to jump into the chat and put in some questions in there as I kind of run through these things on um, 
on uh, holiday eating. But snacking, it's not just saying no snacking. It's saying to make sure that we really control the amount of uh, extra calories we come in between meals. And how we do this is we focus on mealtimes. You focus on mealtimes to make sure you're taking care of satiety, that you're eating foods that are satisfying for you. You want to make sure that you're eating foods that, that hit on that biological need. The reason that we might be snacking between meals, maybe it is because we're hungry. Maybe it is because we have uh, some cravings in there. But if we take care of our thirst, we make sure that we have enjoyable meals. So don't be thinking that 300 calorie lunch is doing it for you. It's likely going to drive you to be snacking in the afternoon and then driving uh, any kind of like binge eating late, later at night. So really make sure that you're taking care of that for me. So not just less snacking, but focus on mealtimes. And the fat items, the travelers, right? I will always tell someone if we are in a period of body fat loss and we have to find a deficit, find your fat items, find your travelers and meals, identify them. Again, your your dips, your sauces, your... Um, um, uh, your avocado, your nuts, your seeds, your cheese, all of those things. Identify the fat items in your meals and limit it to one if we're trying to control it. Limit it to two if we're trying to stay around uh, more of a maintenance kind of mindset too. But most of the time, like think about going out to a fast casual salad spot, right? For lunch, when you end up adding your, your dressing in there, avocado, maybe you're going to put some seeds on there. You're going to add some cheese. You can be upwards of like 500 to 800 calories without even putting any protein on there, without the vegetables. So it's something we have to be really careful about. We have to make sure that we're not just adding them on to add on. That's like when someone says, hey, I had a burger. That's good, right? I'm like, yeah, I love a burger and definitely eat it with a bun. If you're eating a burger, eat it with a bun. That's just how life should go. But if you're putting avocado and there's an aioli on there and you're putting an egg on top, it sounds delicious and it's adding a lot of flavor, but it's going to drive those calories up. So keep the travelers in mind and really try and limit the added travelers, the added fat items to one when you're having these meals around the holidays. All right. So look, that's kind of item number one here. The licks, the taste, the bites. Set your mindset to make sure that you're not just eating frivolously and uh, just on a whim, right? The licks, taste, bites. It's licks, taste, and bite season, people. Be careful with what's going on. The three other deeper items there, limit liquid calories, limit snacking, limit the fat items. And more inclusively speaking, have your four non-alcoholic drinks. Make sure that you're you're getting hydrated early and often. Snacking, focus on mealtime. So snacking becomes less of a necessity. And then also your fat items. Include them in meals, but try and include one at most two in any of the meals that you're, you're, that you're actually having, okay? I hope that makes sense, but that is without counting calories, without counting macronutrients. Those are two mindset items. That's kind of a number one that we wanna make sure that you wanna think about. And this is a great question. I'm seeing this in the chat. What's a healthy drink option? And you're asking about an alcoholic drink. I will tell you, there is no healthy alcoholic drink, but I think what you're talking about maybe, and you can let me know, is more around a lower calorie type of drink, right? So um, one I'm going to be putting in, uh, in some of these holiday recipes I'm going to give you. Um, I'll put a link here if you're listening to this on the podcast. I'm also going to put this in the show notes so you can look at that. But um, there's mocktails that I can definitely recommend that can be something that can take the place of alcohol. Might not be what you're asking, though. If we are thinking about the lower calorie alcoholic drinks, remember, less alcohol is always going to be better. Doesn't mean I don't drink, and I'm not telling you not to drink, but I'm telling you don't look at alcohol as a healthy option despite whatever Mediterranean-style diet research you're looking at. 
less alcohol is always better. But the lower the lower calorie options are going to be the things that are just straight alcohol, right? So we're talking about things like red wine. We're talking about just like your clear your your clear spirits. We're talking about things like your uh, your prosecco, your champagne, if that's the case. Stick with just the drink itself. Once you start adding a lot of those mixers in there, especially the more uh, the sugary ones, and it's not the sugar, it's just extra calories in there that can end up driving a lot of that challenge. So you want to make sure you're thinking about having the alcohol for what it is first. Doesn't mean you can't do anything else, but maybe it's a diet soda you're going to add to it. Maybe it's going to be a little bit less of something like that sugary mixer that you're going to add to it too. But stick with things just like your red wine, stick with things just like your tequila, stick with things just like your if you want bourbon, I'm more of a bourbon guy. That's what I like. If I'm going to go for a little bit more, I'm going to maybe I'm going to make myself an old fashioned because I enjoy that. Um, but things like IPAs are going to they're higher alcohol. They're going to send you um, they're going to send the, the calories a lot higher. If you need to have beer, feel like you want it, you can go with a light beer. I think it's kind of sacrilegious to end up having a light beer because they have no flavor, but that's just me. So it's totally up to you how you want to approach it, but go with those lower calorie options, stick with the wine, stick with the champagne, stick with the Prosecco, stick with just the spirit by itself. And as you add things to it, think of the non-caloric ones first, then think of reducing the amount of the caloric ones, like the sugary mixers. Um, but watch out for things just like the like the eggnog is going to be high. We're going to look at things just like um, any of the the other mixable drinks. Just be careful with those. That's all. Okay. Hope that answers your question. Um, now, two other items I want to make sure that you're getting from this is uh, I'm going to go into holiday and event survival. Now, I share this with all of my clients, and I want you walking away from this with a great understanding of how you can attack this and not overwhelm you. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen really quickly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you again a tool that is I'm gonna put it in the show notes and I'll send it to anyone that's listening right now. But I'm going to put this here for you. I'm gonna share it on the screen. So if you're listening, go in the show notes. You can download this. You can actually see it as I as I talk through it. But this is a holiday and event eating guideline. And what this is is it's gonna kind of give a little bit of an overview of why this is here. And it's all about planning for success and defining goals and then knowing how to get to that goal by giving you some tips. But number one, I want you to understand that this time of year during the holidays, this is where we see most adults. And this was actually a study. It was back in 2015, but it's not going to be much different than now, hopefully. Um, but in um, in the journal uh, Physiology and Behavior, it was found that, and I believe this is just American adults, but this is that American adults tend to gain one to five pounds over the holidays. And this isn't just like water weight. This is really talking about something like over the course of three months, right, from like October all the way to the end of January, that we might end up seeing someone gain one to five pounds, which by itself, gaining some of that weight isn't the worst thing in the world, sure. But it's a fact that when we look at this, it's, it's, a, it's a troubling statistic because most people don't end up losing that weight. And so over the period of years, someone could gain three to 15 pounds. That can really change someone's health. It can change someone's life. It can change someone's mindset around what they're actually doing for themselves. So how can we go about changing this? Well, first of all, you have to plan for success. We can't just throw tips out there and hope that they land in your mind. We want to make sure, how do you want to feel coming out of this time of year? It's a very intentional thing that you want to define, but make sure that goal is reasonable and measurable. And so a lot of my clients, what we'll kind of work towards, because a lot of my clients end up 
um, kind of working with is that uh, they want to be losing body fat, right? I have clients that are gaining uh, more lean body mass, more skeletal muscle. I have clients that are just working on their overall health, but it's something here that if if it's a weight-focused goal, a lot of times it'll be, I just want to make sure that my weight doesn't spike too much higher, and we'll kind of focus on a number from there. I want to make sure that I feel really good. Well, what does that mean? What does good mean? We define that. If we want to say, okay, I want to lose weight during this time, okay, well, let's define that too. Uh, if it's something where I want to uh, I want to not uh, feel as if I overate. Okay, well, there's ways to measure that too. You want to find some control in the way you're eating, and maybe on a scale of one to five, you don't want to end up eating beyond say like a three and a half, right? If one is like empty, five is full, you want to make sure that you're not going to eat beyond like a three and a half. But those could all be goals. But really, this goal is yours, and I would hope that you can pause this right now. And if you can see this, really think about writing this down maybe, but you can also download this, fill it out, print it out, whatever you want to do. But I would love for you to end up putting in here in this little box on this little worksheet, what your goal is. What is your goal for say mid-January once everything is kind of over with? And then how can we measure against that? Is it a weight thing? Is it a measure of hunger and control and satiety? Is it going to be a weight you're lifting? Is it going to just, I want to understand what that is for you. And that's where you're going to put this, okay? So not to spend too much time there, but if you kept scrolling down this sheet that I'm showing um, right on the screen right now, there's nine things. There's nine things that tend to trip people up. My clients, past clients, current clients, myself, my family. There's nine things that trip people up. And I'm going to run through those kind of quickly right now. Uh, and I want you to listen to these. And I want you to try to not listen for all of them that you're going to do. You're going to choose three. Because doing nine is ridiculous. You're going to choose three that can support you because we're not looking for perfection. No one's going to be perfect over this time. And I'll, I would argue that if you were perfect during the holiday, it's likely going to throw you off. And we don't want that either. But nine things. Number one is eating before you go. And what I'll say about that is it's not just having a snack before you walk into your meal. It's making sure you realize that something like a Thanksgiving or another holiday meal is really just one day. And if you think that you are going to not eat anything except for that one meal, you likely are going to walk in more challenged and you might end up falling into emotional eating or binge eating habits. And so I would say, treat this like a regular day. And if you're someone that's worried about calories, I'd rather you have a higher calorie day and find control in the meal than you end up having a low calorie morning and afternoon and getting that meal and now you binge and now it's high calorie anyway. So treat it like a regular day. Have a breakfast, have a lunch, walk into the meal having been well fed. I'll promise you you're going to feel better, but do not start to restrict thinking that you're going to find that much more control. Is it possible? Sure. The majority of people I work with, it tends to backfire. So eat before you go, treat it like a regular day, have your regular meals. And hey, maybe it's a smaller breakfast, maybe it's a smaller lunch, but it definitely is going to be something where you eat. Drink, or early, drink early and often, get hydrated, just make sure you're ready for the day. Now, number two here is staying hydrated. Now, staying hydrated is going to help with cravings, it's going to help with energy, it's going to help with digestion, it's going to help with so many things here. But overall, why I'm saying this kind of relates back to some of those things I shared earlier. I'd hope that what you can do is you can stay hydrated to make sure that you're not just focusing on alcohol. Because a lot of times in these situations, wine flows easier than something like water. And so if we can think about keeping something like that non-alcoholic drink around or focusing on four non-alcoholic drinks, it can really help us kind of keep the calories down just subconsciously. And it can also just make sure that we're drinking things that aren't going to kind of send us over the edge. So four non-alcoholic drinks, whenever alcohol is around, stay hydrated. And I'll get to something else related to that in just a couple of minutes. 
Now, number three is going to be planning at least 15 minutes of activity before and after these meals. This isn't a calorie burn discussion. You know what this is? This is a mindset discussion. I, we end up going into a lot of these meals thinking that we're going to just sit down and we're just going to eat and we're just going to, you know, we're going to control ourselves. Well, you know what? Getting 15 minutes of activity in can really set your mind right for what that meal is. And that can completely help you walk into that meal feeling a little bit different. And you can end up being a little more energetic during that time. You can share better stories, but get your blood flowing before you sit down. Feel really good about it. It might get you away from the appetizers. It might get you away from the alcoholic drinks, but you're outside. It can definitely set your mindset right. Now, the other thing is 15 minutes of activity after. Remember, it's not an alcohol or it's not a calorie burn discussion, but a lot of times we might just sit at that table forever. The dinner plates are cleared. We're still sitting there. Dessert comes. We've done nothing. But let me tell you why 15 minutes of activity, walking, walking the dog, playing a game, playing Twister, whatever you can do, I would say that 15 minutes of activity will help you. It'll help control your blood sugar. So many studies on how that can end up helping. It's going to help with digestion. It's going to help you make sure that you're going to set your mind right to maybe not be thinking about only the food during this time. Ask your family to come with you, but get away from the table. Don't make it all about food. You can still connect with people not over food. Do that for me. Now, number four here is going to be navigating the table. Navigate the table. We talk about protein, fiber all of the time. Now, if you're looking at the screen, you would and you're going to download this um, this worksheet that I have for anyone listening. But know what's on the table. So no, it's like if you want, if you know you're going to go to your in-laws' house and they never have a vegetable, well, bring a damn vegetable or recommend one that they can either cook. And so something that you can do here is set up your plate, this juvenile plate model that I teach so many different people. But something where half of your plate is non-starchy vegetable, quarter of your plate being starch, quarter of your plate being protein. This is one of the most impactful recommendations I can give you. One of the most impactful recommendation is don't stop at one plate. You can stop at one plate if you feel like it, but I'd rather you have two plates that look like this, that look like this half non-starchy vegetable, quarter protein, quarter starch, than having one plate that's piled on top and there's so many layers of different food. Have Don't feel restricted. You're going to end up, you're going to end up having a higher calorie day anyway, but make half your plate a non-starchy vegetable, quarter protein, quarter starch, and then get a second plate. I promise you, if you keep this mindset, you'll feel less restricted. You'll get the foods that you really love and enjoy, and you can still have all the starch you want to in terms of just keeping it all in proportion. But keep those plates in proportion. Have two plates, have three plates, but keep them in that proportion so you know that this will help you. It will control calories. It's going to help you control a lot of what you're doing. But make your plate look like that. Know what's being served and help yourself out. Now, these last five can go kind of quick here. But number five is stop eating when you feel full easy enough. Now, most families, and this is seen in, I think, the same paper that I referenced at the beginning of this talk, is that most people, most families finish their first course within three minutes. That's ridiculous. How long have you just spent cooking all that food? In three minutes, you're done. That's crazy to me. Well, I would hope that this is going to be something where you can slow that down. I've had people that have actually put a timer on, said we're going to do 20 minutes between plates. And that's actually helped them. But put put your fork down between bites. Share a story. Think of some stories right now and share some stories between plates. Slow it down. You're going to get the food, I promise. But it's going to help, it's going to let your your stomach really catch up with your brain. And that's going to be a huge thing. It's true. Whoever told you that, it's true. Your stomach needs time to read relay feelings of fullness to your brain. And it's not just to get you to stop eating. It's to help you 
enjoy your food. Do that. Now, number six is going to be social comebacks. Kind of going back to staying hydrated. Be ready. You're always going to have that that family member, that friend. It could be you, in fact. But think about social comebacks. How do you say no without saying no? Because you might not want to have that extra drink. You might not want to have that extra dessert, that extra plate of food. So do me a favor and be ready for that person. Oh, man, Uncle Jim always loves to push that extra drink on me. Hey, Uncle Jim, you know what? I have to have a glass of water, feeling a little lightheaded right now. You can say that. You're allowed to say no, but if you feel as if saying no is going to make you feel uncomfortable, then think of something different. Hey, I have some goals right now. I'm not working on that. Ugh, eggnog, not really working with my stomach right now. Say something like that, and you definitely can, but be ready. Know who's going to come at you and be ready to say no in the more tactful way that you want to. Now, number seven here is going to be desserts. I implore you, please use a plate. Do not start to uh, end up thinking about um, eating just out of your hand. You can quantify plates more than you can, you, can qu you can quantify handfuls. Put your dessert on a plate and make sure that you're shrinking that plate. Use a dessert plate. Put on a napkin if you need to. But make sure that what you're doing is that you're able to quantify it. Just grazing on these high sugar foods is not going to make you feel that great. And it's an easy way to keep indulging without really feeling like you're actually doing it. Uh, number eight. We're getting to the last two here. Keep the leftovers in mind. Look, have you ever went to a, a meal? Maybe you made this meal and you walked away with a huge bag of mashed potatoes. I've done that. I know my family's done that too. But knowing that you might end up just eating that on the go, just as the day goes on, you're taking bites because you want this flavor in your mouth and you weren't as hydrated. You can easily take these high calorie savory foods. You can end up eating more of them. If you know that having the extra pumpkin pie, the extra cookies, the extra drinks around your house is only going to lead you to binging, it's okay to get them out of your house. I've heard so many people in this space tell you, you should be able to have that food in the house and not be binging on it. Sure. Great. You can get to that point. But if you feel like you you can't have it in there, perfect. That's like if someone told me that they that they are addicted to gambling. I'm not going to bring them into a place to gamble. If someone's an alcoholic, I'm not going to leave alcohol at their at their house. I'm going to do things that are good for them. So do things that are good for you. The last one here is enjoy. We've heard about this 80-20 rule. And I'm not going to really BS you here. The 80-20 rule is like so... It's just... It's not very uh, direct and... Um, specific, right? But it's more here like, don't think you're going to be perfect, which is why I'm asking you here, follow this 80-20 rule. If there's things that you want to be able to give in, maybe you love desserts, so you're not going to be as strict on desserts. Maybe you love making alcoholic drinks and you love your wine, so have your wine, but control the other things. But overall, 80-20, be easy on yourself, which is why I'm going to redirect you back to this now. I'm going to say out of these nine things, choose three three of them. You're going to focus on being hydrated. You're going to focus on social comebacks and you're going to focus on activity before and after the event. But that also tells me maybe you're not needing to focus on what is going to be on the table and the plate model. Maybe you don't have to focus so much on eating before you go because you're going to be controlled. Maybe you know how to stop eating when you feel full. So don't focus on those. Don't overwhelm yourself and that's going to be helpful for you. Okay. But overall, I want you to actually print this out, write this down, define your goal for success. Make sure that it's going to be something that is reasonable and measurable. And then look at these nine things and what you can actually implement over the next couple of days during the holidays and then on the holiday day. All right. Um, last on this handout, you have some good plate um, models, some pictures down there for you to look at to know what I'm talking about when we talk about half non-starchy vegetable, quarter protein, quarter starch. And look, have four of those plates just like it shows there if you need to. But that's going to help you control your hunger and be more in a mindset that's going to end up helping you out, okay?
Um, so if there's any questions on that, you can always let me know. Put it in the comments. Uh, please send it anywhere that I can actually see them. And if not, then I'm going to move on to our last piece of information here. And this is more about travel. Now, I love sharing this. This is so helpful. I actually just did this today because I found myself not so unprepared, but I just wasn't as uh, ready for the day. No, I was unprepared. But it's something here where we want to make sure that when you're traveling, when you have less control, how can you pull that control back? Okay. And I want to start to paint this picture right now. I want you to picture someone that has to catch an early flight. Let's say it's a business trip. Let's say it's a holiday, whatever's going on. Um, and I'm going to share my screen for a visual in just a second. But picture yourself going to the airport really early. The airport is open, but a lot of the food places aren't. But you know what? You had to leave really quickly. You were packing and you just kind of ran out of time. But you didn't get to eat breakfast. Oh, that's not a good thing, right? We know that maybe eating breakfast is a good chance to get protein, get get some, some fiber in there, help you get energetic for the day, all of those kind of things. But you get to the airport thinking, I should eat something because I have a four-hour flight and what am I going to eat in the plane? They're going to give me some pretzels and I don't know. Maybe you're up in business class. Maybe you're in first class and they're going to give you alcohol and other food, right? But most of the time, those aren't foods that are going to help sustain you. So now you got up early, you're not going to eat anything, you should eat before you get on the plane, because on the plane, they're going to give you a bunch of pretzels, and you might end up going eight hours without eating, you're going to be starving, hangry, low energy by the time you end up getting off of that, um, <laughs> off of that plane. <laughs> And what happens is a lot of times we get off that plane and we're so hungry, we eat the first thing we find. And it tends to be something that's not really in line with our goals. And that's fine. That won't throw you off. But I'm going to tell you this. Got little kids around, cover their ears. So I'm going to tell you what it leads to. It leads to the fuckets. And that is the most challenging thing. Now, you having a very indulgent meal, you having some alcohol, all that kind of stuff, that one time is not a problem. But if it sets your mind for the course of five days or your trip, and now you're like, you know what, I'll start again on Monday, then we've really not supported you right now and then into the future. So how can we have a sustainable goal for you? How can we sustain you in a more healthy way? By using the rule of three. And I'm going to get down to this just a little bit further, but I'm going to pull this up because this is such a great strategy. Again, I did it today when I wasn't so ready, and I'll walk you through that. I'm sharing my screen right now. You'll see this in the show notes. You can pull it up yourself. But the rule of three is how you make meals out of snacks. And so like that person getting to the airport, what they could have done beforehand is like, look, anything could happen. I will be prepared. I'm going to make these little baggies of snacks almost. And making these little baggies of snacks that have three things, a protein, a fiber, and a beneficial fat. You can make your meal out of that. And this should not be a low calorie thing, right? This is something to make sure that you're actually feeling satiated. This isn't an A plus meal. This is likely not going to, it's not going to satisfy you uh, as much as you actually want. I want to make sure that you're going to uh, really help you help yourself out by getting in certain things that are going to support you, that it's going to support you in terms of protein, fiber, and beneficial fat. Protein, choose something like a protein bar. Number two, get some fiber in there like dried fruit, get something in there like a veggie, get like dry roasted edamame, and get some fat in there too. It could be like a nut bar. It could be something like a guacamole pack. It could be a kind bar, whatever you need to get, but make that meal out of it. And everything I mentioned there can be like, 
100 to 200 calories. So like 500 calories, at least here, you want to be getting that kind of thing, it's going to end up helping you out. So please, I want to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to get in this meal. So this person getting to the airport, if they made a little baggie, I want them to pull this out and say, Oh, I can find some control here. I'm going to have my rule of three, you have to sit down physically sit down mentally. And now you get on the plane more controlled. And you're not going to give in to any snack they give you. And if it's been four hours since you ate that one rule of three in the airport, then pull out another one. So do me a favor. Get this rule of three. Set yourself up for success. And it's going to end up helping you. But I want to cut it off here. And I want to make sure I can um, get any questions answered if you have them uh, so that you know how to help yourself out. But again, all these things will be in the show notes. I think I have to unmute this now because I muted it before. Ryan, uh, how do I print the PDFs? So the PDFs I will end up sending to, um, I'll, I'll make those available. I can email those and then in any like show notes and stuff, there'll be links there as well. But I would love for you to um, have those for yourself and share them, share them with your friends, share them with your family. Thank you so much. That was amazing. I, I It's a good tune up for uh, everything uh, I need to anticipate for in the, over the holidays. So, cause you know, you just, you just kind of go on a frenzy when you see all the food. So have a little bit of a control and it's going to, um, it's going to be help. It's going to be a controlled uh, thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And tell me, tell me, tell me this. You're going to be, are you, are you going away? No, no. I'm just going to like multiple family homes and <laughs> eating and visiting everyone. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's going to, it's good that uh we reviewed so um uh and then that alcohol because i'm going to go to that uh the um the happy hour so now i know how to drink i'm gonna just non-sugary cocktails so pure is better you know for sure do me a favor also that four non-alcoholic drink rule bring it in there for non-alcoholic drinks. So like do a diet soda, do a water. It's sometimes that can be helpful. Have you ever heard this, that if you're planning an event that uh, if you want to know how much alcohol to get to just prepare, this is like such an old rule, but for the first hour of the event, most people have two drinks. And then for every hour after that, I'll have one drink, right? So if what we can say is that we expect everyone to have two, you could always think about skipping the first round, getting that non-alcoholic drink in, having the second drink, you're planning on it, but then end up doing like the non-alcoholic drinks between them if that's the case. But the reason you do that is to help you make sure that you're enjoying your alcohol. You right. want to drink the alcohol for exactly what it is and not because you're thirsty, not because you have an oral fixation and not because you're trying to break the ice. All of those things can end up helping you. So go enjoy the holiday. Right. It's going to be a good time. Yes, yes. You too, especially with your family. So it was good to see you. It's been a you while. Have I know. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, hopefully I get to see you on the turf. And, uh, <laughs> have you been going? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, good. I'm so glad I did this. I was. This is like the lunch hour. The kids are in recess, so I, I try to sneak it in if I can. You know, perfect. So, I tried so, I tried this lunch and learn time, so we'll see if we if we can get it again. Um, yeah, I, but I love your PDFs. It was really cute. I love it. I try to follow you as much as I can. So. <laughs> well, you'll get those, so it'll be a good holiday for that reason. Okay. Are you um? How's it going with the muscle challenge? Like, are you part? Like, are you uh? Are you doing any feedback for some of the clients for the uh, challenge? 
Yeah, of course. We want to make sure that they're feeling good. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great chance for them because most people walking into the that. Lift off, I meant. The lift off. Yes. Well, there's a lift off, right. And we're also doing the muscle build challenge. So people that are doing the lift off, really testing that like one rep max, really, um, you know, they, they can go into the muscle build challenge and focusing on bringing those calories up to an appropriate level. How many people do you know that have been trying to eat in, the, eat in a deficit, lose body fat for like most months out of the year? So you likely aren't going to be able to lift as much as you want to or perform as no, well. If you're in a deficit. So that's what we really want for everybody. Uh, one last question. All right. Let's say I went on a calorie deficit and I noticed I am losing weight, but at the same time I'm losing muscle mass and I guess anti up the protein, right? Because I am yeah. losing weight but I also noticed that I'm not as dense. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations if that is your goal. Um, three things. Whenever we want to make sure that we are promoting uh, body fat loss, but making sure we're maintaining as much muscle as possible with the understanding that the longer you do it for and the deeper of a deficit you go into, you're likely going to lose muscle mass. It just happens that way. But you can attenuate the muscle loss by... One, making sure that you are lifting, right? And it sounds like you are, but making sure it's happening and making sure that you're definitely doing it more relative to me what you were doing previously and seeing some of that, um, you know, you progressing through that. If it's going to be something like, uh, you know, um, just making sure that there is progressive overload there, then that will work. Number two, yes, definitely get your protein in and make sure that you're shooting for around that one gram of pound per goal weight at least. That can end up help help like I can end up helping you, but don't go less than um don't go less than 0.7 grams of protein per pound right now, or else okay. it's likely gonna be too low. I was just going between kilograms and pounds in my head. Um, so right. make sure that's definitely something that you are looking at. Um, right. and so likely if you're eating less than, you know, you're eating less than three meals in a day, you're getting less than like two protein sources in your day, you likely aren't gonna be at that level. But number three is the most important and kind of comes within like the environment that you and I train in, which is like a lot of these like boutique fitness places, a lot of people just overall end up being at too low of a deficit. And so it's something to make sure that you're understanding that if you are at 10 calories per pound or below, you're likely going to be in a position that could be compromising your muscle mass. If your protein's high enough and you're training hard enough, it can definitely be okay, but you want to make sure that you're definitely getting enough of those calories in there. And that's like a general like napkin math thing. Right. Try and push yourself maybe to 10, 11, 12 calories per pound, and it likely is going to be in a better calorie range for you. Just double check that. Okay. And then okay. like, there's always other add-ons. Are you sleeping? Is there a lot of stress right now? Right? Is there, are you drinking a lot of alcohol? Like those are all things that can affect it. But those right. first three that I mentioned are the three big ones. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm also adding uh, intermittent fasting too. So yeah, just realize like that no? if and you're going, if your goal is to make sure that you're going to maintain muscle mass, it can challenge it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, maybe you're only eating two times in a day. That tells me that likely you're missing opportunities to get protein in and likely you could end up being at too deep of a deficit. You're losing right. weight. So you're obviously in a calorie right. deficit, right. You're just making too low. It doesn't right. mean you're doing things wrong. It just means that maybe it's not optimal for exactly how you want to feel. That's all. Right. Um, I, 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 I'm feeling great. It's, what I do notice is I don't like the way I'm, I'm looking. So I am getting faster. I am, uh, endurance wise, but I'm not, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm losing. I don't, I'm not as like dense. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not as, um, 
I, I, I could tell I'm losing muscle. I'm you not feel as if you're not as defined or maybe your muscles. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm losing the weight, but then I'm, I feel like it's like a skinny fat. There you go. Yeah. Like a skinny fat. Sure. And, yeah. But I am getting faster, but I'm not, I guess I'm not lifting enough and I'm taking in enough protein along with the, de- with the loss, with the, the calorie deficit. You know what I'm saying? How, how many days a week are you, are you giving strictly to strength training? No, I'm just doing conditioning. That's not, it's not enough. There's no strength and a lot of cardio. So I'm not doing strength. Yeah. That's probably why I'm getting so limbo. Like, For so sure. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. Cardio so, conditioning is not associated with muscle gain and it's right. not associated with muscle maintenance. So you, you should be at least doing two days two sessions of some sort of like full, full, like full body resistance. If it's not happening, you got to throw it in. Okay. Okay. All right. Ryan, thank you for that tip. I, I, I needed that feedback. So I, I know I've been, you know, limbo, like just doing things a little off course since we last spoke. So I just wanted to hear what you have to say. And okay. of course, so I really appreciate your yeah. time and uh, hopefully working with you again soon. So. Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah. All right. So bye, Ryan. Yeah. Take care. All right, guys. Let's leave it there for right now. Just remember, I'm Ryan Turner, your registered dietitian, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.